interesting I was in Holy Spirit school last week Monday Tuesday three sessions three sessions in a row and it was actually the strongest I've ever I've ever been with them it was really really strong and um, I spoke on words of knowledge I spoke on prophecy and I spoke on hearing God I'm not regurgitating this is going to be a totally different teaching because I felt like the Lord had something specifically he wanted to lay and hear on us but there was such healing there was such a healing presence like people that got words of knowledge I just spoke them later like they were feeling sensations I just spoke them in the next session like half a dozen people had their hearing just restored I mean it was like 15 20 people that responded but come on a third's good we'll take it but more Jesus and then people got set free from trauma like it was mass deliverance it was crazy it was crazy so I just, I say this to you, just get ready, because the Lord is going to do something powerful tonight. And I feel like, actually, if you've, if you've got sickness in your body, I want you to be bold enough to just stand up quick. Yep. Just stand. And I know, I know these guys. <laughs> Alex is going to stand, see? But I, we pray for... I just want you to put your hands towards everyone, okay? You just receive. Because I feel like the Lord's just going to begin to come like this, right? And uh, so, Holy Spirit, we just trust you, Lord, like a wind. Lord, I pray that you take care of any autoimmune diseases. I pray that you take care of any type of pancreatic diseases. Lord, kidney stones, we speak prostate. Come on, just, just engage with the Lord for a minute. I want everyone praying and, and we're just believing. Because honestly, tonight I could see the cloud. I could see the kabod of God in here. And so we thank you, Father. Just rest on people's bodies right now. We thank you for your healing. Lord, it's, it's because of your blood. It's because of your broken body that everyone in this room shall be healed. We just declare it right now. Pray that you shift people's health right now. That you would create, do recreative surgery, Father, right now. Holy Spirit, I pray that the, those that have, are, are, cannot walk, God, I declare you strengthen every feeble knee. That you strengthen spines. That you uh, open eyes, Father. Lord, that you do whatever you need to do in people, Father, right now. We're not going to get discouraged. We're just going to keep moving in. Come on. You're all right. You're all right. Just stay. But we just believe, Holy Spirit, that you're doing this right now. Yep. We'll just wait on the Lord for a few more minutes because that therapy of heaven just comes in. Come on, some of you already received miracles from the Holy Spirit, and God's already restored your body in a big way. And so we just declare healing health. We declare every internal organ to be just completely whole in the mighty name of Jesus.
take care of any, any, any type of tendon, anything else God in the bodies, any, any dysfunction in the body, any dis-ease, we speak ease. So the fire of God just touched people, people's bodies right now. In the mighty name of Jesus. Some of you might feel fire on your body. Some of you might feel absolutely nothing. All of a sudden you stop moving what you couldn't move before and you don't know any different. But you know what? I'm just, I declare change over your body. Change over your back. Change over your hip. Change. Completely healed. Yeah. Just depend. We're depending on the Holy Spirit to do it. And when I, I just begin to, you know, I be, I've been saying these things that like the Lord's just going to begin to do it mass, do it in mass, right? I know we lay hands on the sick, and people will fall all over the place. That's okay, but I believe that the Lord can just come settle right down on your body, and you could leave here completely healed by the end of service. Amen. Amen. Let the Lord touch you. Rest in his presence. Rest in the ease. And we curse disease. In Jesus' name. We, cur we curse every chronic pain. In Jesus' name. And we ask that you reverse any conditions in anyone's body right now. In Jesus' name. Amen. Well, I just want to talk about the spirit of prophecy, which is what? It's the testimony of Jesus. Revelations 19.10 says, For the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. And I'm just going to encourage everyone in here. You know, it was interesting. Lisa and I had a... We had a date yesterday, I guess I'll call that. Right? We had brunch, and then we went for a walk. And, um, but we got to... Um, We got to go to brunch, and, and we, we were able to pray for a young man who was serving us, you know. Well, we didn't even pray for him. We just spoke into him. We just prophesied to him. That's why I'm just going to say this today, because God wants us to be just on all the time. And when I say that to my wife, she looks at me at the table. She goes, you're on. And this, was the other, this was yesterday. She's like, you're on. You got something for him? I go, I do, actually. And so he just began to speak about creativity over his life, and he was like, boom, his eyes went, you know, big, and he had Philippians uh, 4.13 on his, on a tattooed on his arm. I didn't see that till after, but I'm like, bro, you, you're dead. God's going to get you good. But we just began to minister to him, and, and it was just really, I felt like, I, I spoke to us last week about flowing in love, amen? I actually spoke all week about flowing in love. And the Lord wants us to really, really desire 
to move out of this love life with him towards everyone else around you. There's no other way. <laughs> your Jesus walk is your love walk. How we love one another, how we begin to minister to one another, this is super important. And, and I just prophecy, when we begin to prophesy, ready, I'm preaching already, okay? Prophecy just, bring, just begins to just bring intentionality. And listen, everyone in this room, I don't, we're going to have a little lab at the end. So I'm not, please don't let me lose you because you're thinking about what you're going to say to someone already. But we're going to just kind of stir it up, okay, at the end. Because I want, I want the Lord to begin to move. Because I feel like there's something happening inside of me. Like even, even last night I could feel like the awe. I would say the fear of the Lord come on me last night at one point when I was sitting and just even moving around the house. I could just feel the awe of God. And then even today I felt this like peace settle. And so I don't know. You know, I feel like there's something tangible that the Lord wants to give to you. Every person in this room. That means don't run out of here. Don't hide. Prophesy by the end, okay? I want you to prophesy to someone. Don't, come on, God will set you free even in your de declaration over someone else. Amen? And so prophesy reveals the intentionality of what's taking place in the inner work of God's heart. And that's what we want to, that's what we want to deal. Come on, you want to be a dealer of God's heart. You want to give what God's thoughts, his intentions are towards one another. But even better, listen, this is how he grabs people. You know, um, it says in, in 1 Corinthians 14, it speaks about the gift of prophecy, right? To, to desire to prophesy. It said, don't despise tongues, but prophesy. You know, Lord wants us prophesying in church. That's good. But even better, begin to prophesy over people around you that, you know, you all have a sphere of influence. And God wants to use you in that way. So prophecy begins to speak the hidden wisdom. Remember last week, see, I'm actually doing a series. I didn't even know it. But last week we talked about God's secret, you know, God's secrets revealed. And God wants to reveal his secrets through you. He wants to reveal them to you, but he wants to reveal them through you, right? And so there's this intentionality that we must have, that we, our awareness that God wants to use us, speak through us, and it's the perfect way to evangelize. We don't even have to be weird chasing people down the streets with decision cards. No, it's not weird, but you know, it, it, everything, I know, I'm sorry. But you understand what I'm saying? Like God wants, I spoke this, he wants you to be supernaturally natural. Or naturally supernatural, right? And so the voice of God is in you. Why? Because Christ is in you. So you can hear him. The problem is we get lost in our own little worlds and we don't go anywhere out of our little spheres and we don't do anything outside of our comfort zones. And so what happens is we begin to, you know, dwarf our growth. Hello. Okay. But he wants to use, see, he's given, the, we're earthen vessels, right? But he wants you to release and unpack spiritual gifts for people. He wants you to unpack talents on people's lives. We, he wants you to unpack, unpack purpose and destiny on people's lives. I'll get to some scripture soon, but I just really feel like we need to just mow into some things. Because God wants to take down some thought processes that we have. 
right, that hold us back, the best thing is that you don't care about what people think about you. Not in an arrogant way, but in like, I'm free. I'm so free that I don't, it doesn't disturb me what you think about me. Okay? So as it is written, we have this treasure in earth and vessels. That's 2 Corinthians 4 verse 7. God wants you to pull out the gold out of inside of you and give it to others. The problem is we're so honed in on what we need all the time. And my fear and my anxious thoughts and the things that I'm fighting with. I might go slightly and I might cut you a little today. Is it okay? Just I'll put bomb on it at the end, okay? I won't be mean. But I want us to just listen. We have to get beside because, listen, there's a whole world that needs love. And the problem is we love ourselves too much. I mean, you, you should love yourself. But we love our, it's like this self-preservation thing that we carry, right? And so prophecy, ready, is the supernatural ability to awaken the hearts of people into their true God-given purpose and identity. This is the power that renews hope. Listen, it renews hope. If you're prophesying gloom and doom to people all the time, they're going to run away from you. Can I tell you what brings the goodness of God? You. You are not called to be a gloom and doom prophet. It's, it's, that's Old Testament. And guess what? Prophets can bring strong words, but they carry the office of a prophet. I just believe that. You, as a New Testament believer, I believe come with Love, encouragement, ready? You're going to build people up. You're going to super, like, you're going to display the love of God on people, right? So this is the power that renews hope with the courage to change a person's much-needed course and direction. People can be going in the wrong direction. Are you okay? There's a whole world out there going in the wrong direction. And the Lord is calling you. Come on. He's calling you into divine assignments, accidental assignments, border patrol assignments. Come on, whatever it is, He's calling us to do that. And so remember Jeremiah 29 11. Ready? For I know the plans that I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper and not to harm you. Plans to give you a hope and a future. This is the spirit of prophecy that should come from everyday believers. Yeah, all right. You have a hope. How many have a hope in this room? I, how many are awake in this room? All right, I'm just checking. How many, how many want to step into the fullness of like hope? I want to step in the fullness of my hope that God has already set aside. He destined for me. He predestined it before the ages. That I'd walk in these things. And so sometimes I need a prophetic word. I don't live and die by the prophetic word, and you should not either. Because we get greedy and like we be, this goes back to the me thing. I need a word. If you sulk when you don't get a word, you need to grow up. I'll smile at Donna. 
right? I have to, like, if I'm not getting a word and I'm, exp- listen, there was a whole season in my life I'm like, no, please don't, please don't prophesy. Please, 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 please. Don't prophesy over me. I got enough in the bag, and, you know, that I'm not walking in. Come on, a lot of you have enough prophecy to just, like, if you did that, you'd be all, you'd be all in. So I'm dumbing things down for people today because I want to just be really, really clear, Okay. And sometimes I think that people take, you know, have certain principles that are already in their minds, but they don't. And so I need to try to, you know, navigate sometimes what I'm releasing. So what is, what is prophecy intended to accomplish? What is the intention of prophetic words? What is it? Proverbs 29, 18. It's to give vision. And hope, right? It says, where there is no vision, no redemptive revelation of God, the people perish. So I'll say this, that if, if I don't have, like, some type of prophetic hope, if I don't have, like, a goal, if I don't have the word of God that's, like, leading me, if I don't, like, if I don't have an unveiling of some sort, like, if you don't have eyes on something, where are you going? And God wants you to have eyes on a place. It's called your destiny and your purpose. Right? God wants your eyes on that place. And he doesn't want your heart, like, all wandering, like, you don't know where you belong. Right? So here's the deal. God wants to use you in this, in this manner. So through prophecy, he reveals his mind to men. I'm getting really simple, guys. Really simple. Prophecy is intended... To reveal a message from a true God. It's intended to encourage obedience, not disobedience. We're not to prophesy. We're to prophesy. You get it? Prophesy. No lying spirits. Don't tell people what, they, what you think they need to hear because that, that may be leading them into a lie. We all want gushy words that are going to send me, oh, it's going to make me feel good. And, yeah, yeah. And, I, and I'm telling you to encourage people, but you want things, you know, I've had, I had people actually trying to pull on me this week to, to like, come on, tell me what I need for confirmation. I'm like, No. I'm not prophesying because you want me to prophesy something to confirm something that you need because your soul's pulling, trying to pull it out of me. All right, everyone needs to learn. Don't prophesy from your soul. Prophesy from your spirit, right? The spirit is where the love and the honor is. The spirit of God has love and honor for everyone around you, so you're not going to just give them what they need to hear. I mean, what they want to hear. You're going to give them what they need to hear, and it may catapult them into the right direction. That should be the, the aim. That whatever you give people, that it's going to build them up. Amen? So it's to encourage obedience. It's intended to encourage trust in God. And obviously, we already said this a hundred times, to give hope. Right? God wants you, when you speak, it to give like, wow, I trust God in this. 
I can go back to the words that, I, that was spoken over even this building, like with Joshua. I can go back to words that, that Charlie Champ spoke over me, that I vibrated on the ground. You know what? I'm, it's okay. I'm all set with the, the vibrations on the ground for three hours, which is what happened. I was drunk, completely drunk. People laying their hands on me getting drunk. All right? It was God. It was the word of the Lord. It was all about this eagle's nest. It was all about the things that God wants to do in this place before it even had an inception. So that was a, a word way ahead of its time. And then Joshua came with the word to connect us into the, to the thing. So everything builds upon the next thing. And, and we have to discern what is for now, what's for later, what's for what's I need to shut my mouth on. You might have words for people that you're not supposed to release yet. Okay? And the Lord wants you to be obedient in releasing what he wants you to release and not releasing the things that you think, oh, I, I feel something from God right now, right here. That's soulish, again. Because sometimes we got to tell, you're a big blabbermouth. you got to tell everyone what God thinks. Right? The Holy Spirit wants us to be discerning in what he's saying to us so that we know how to give it away. So he wants to give you mysteries. He wants you to discern what this is for that time, this is for that time. Come on, now I'm making it complicated. But you need to, but we need to like think like this, like because God wants to give you stuff. And usually when he drops a, a personal word, it's usually for now, for someone, right? And so So I want you to just understand that prophecy helps us preserve our faith in three distinct areas. Ready? It gives us confidence in the, in the in reliability, reliability of the word of God. Because let me tell you this, you must rely on the scripture. If people give you words or it has to come on, it has to resonate in here. But the Lord wants you to understand that as, the, as you receive, listen, when you receive words from people and it tells you to do something that is lawless, it's not the Lord. All right, I'll try it over here. If, if the word of the Lord comes and it's telling you to do something rebellious or lawless, it's not the word of the Lord. Okay, I'm just making sure we're all in the room. I know. It guards us from false teaching. Right? Let, let prophecy, let us be, let this be important because, listen, Paul said, if, if, if there's any gift that you should have, it's this gift. And so he wants this church to be a prophetic church, but we can only go as far as we, we, we sharpen our tools, as, as we, like, the tool belt we have. We can only go that far. And so why I'm saying this, it's going to be kind of basic, but I, I always go into the deep things and the deep things and the deep things. But if I don't reel us into, like, the simple things, then we don't, we're afraid to do anything because I'm not hearing what Pastor Miles is. I'm not hearing that. And so we think it's all mystical, but I'm going to, it's really plain. Like, if you, if you look at someone, God may want to just give you a picture. He may drop a word. He may just put a feeling in you. It could be pain. Do you understand what I'm saying? It's a word of knowledge. It's still prophecy. And, 
And prophecy should keep our minds focused on the gospel of, the, of Jesus and the redemption. All right? And so personal prophecy, remember this, ready? 1 Timothy verse 1, and, you, and we all need to do this. And I've preached on this before, but 1 Timothy chapter 1, verse 18 and 19, you know the scripture. You don't even have to turn there. This, is, this I commit to you, son, my, uh, my son Timothy, according to the prophecies previously concerning you, that by them you may wage a good warfare. Having faith and good conscience, which some having rejected, did you hear that? See, we read, the, we read this, but we miss, we miss like phrases. Some having rejected concerning the faith have suffered shipwrecked. So here's the deal. God wants you to grab hold of prophecy and war with it. When you give prophecy, guess what? It's good that you pray for someone if you get an opportunity after you speak a word to them to pray for them. Because you release the word, you're going to pray for strength, for them to have the ability to step into it. And, and listen, the Lord wants to use everyone in this room to prophesy, not prophesy. Yeah. Okay. But listen, where it says this, having faith and a good conscience, which some have rejected. Now, God wants to pull us out of rejecting anything that's doubt and unbelief. And things that we move out of in a what? Tainted or bad conscience. Are you with me? Come on, the knife's coming out. Hold on. Because why? Because when we think negatively towards certain things, and we have a, we have a whole panel, like people want to speak things over churches and ministries that they've been through. And I'm telling you that's a dangerous place to be. doesn't matter how messed up it was. It's a dangerous place to be. I've been there, done that. But you don't start speaking things. Ready? Your mouth has power. And God wants love to flow from your mouth. Not bitterness. Hatred and unbelief. Amen? Okay, I got three amens. I need a bigger amen. Really, because the Lord, listen, so many people go through church hurt. And really, they don't ever get healed. And they go to the next church and get broken. And, and they, the broken cycle continues to go. I wasn't going into this. But I'm telling you it needs to be addressed because God wants you to land someplace, grow deep roots. Speaking of that, Tom, I just saw over your life, I just saw the Lord, like, when I walked away from you, I saw a green tree just come over you, kind of to shade it. It's like a covering. And I believe that the Lord was speaking that he's going to release deep, deep roots for you in this season. And, I don't, I, and whatever difficulties have been taking place in the past season, I see the Lord causing you to flourish in the next season. Right? Yeah. Just for, so, Father, we just pray for Tom. I just pray for flourishing a season where he's watered well, his roots go deep. Lord, you just move him into a new place, God, and there just begins to be, be, 
begins to be this canopy over his life that begins to flow and move. And, and Lord, there's just a refuge. And, and even the whole family comes underneath that canopy. And there's safety. And there's, there's, a, there's an anointing that just flows. And there's sap that comes from the tree. And I prophesy a fresh anointing over you in Jesus' name. So see, just simple things, pictures. It took me a minute, but when I said that again, I don't know, for whatever reason, the tree, boom, it pops. So I could have done it before, maybe, but I didn't know what it meant. See, all you seers need to figure out what you're seeing. All right? No, because that's how prophecy gets kooky and weird. Listen, Bob Jones had an interpreter. It was Paul Keith David or, you know, or Bobby Connor. He needed an interpreter because he was like, and he knew, believe me, he knew a lot. But those guys would interpret a lot of what he got. And so I'm just saying, just be aware. God wants to give you pictures, even wants to say words. And you're like, words? What? You know. I'll just be honest, last week I had this one thing that it was, it was my friend who passed away uh, uh, over a year ago, one, one of my childhood friends who passed away. When we were at this conference at the beginning of the week, I'm laying in bed, literally I could not go to sleep. All I kept seeing was David, David Christensen, what is this all about? What is this all about? It took me, so I practiced in front of the whole crew, 100 so people. I said, okay. We're in lab right now. We're going to test it. I went through names. I went through where they lived. I went through death, people who needed to get healed from someone who died of addiction because it was traumatic. Three people came forward, and then the Lord said, now pray for everyone who's got trauma. That's still dealing with trauma. And I... Honestly, I was shocked because it was like the whole room came forward. I'm like, what is going on? And so the one little key, because I didn't know where it was going, the Lord had to use that. So I had to go one, two, three, trying to find my way. And I did it in public. It's okay. You can do that with people. I love how Sean did that, right? He, there's that testimony. He's like just trying to hear God. And he said something to this dude. And he's like, oh, I'm just trying to hear God. And the guy was like, oh, What? I never met anyone who was trying to hear God. And it was a whole, whole conversation that opened from him missing it. So it's okay. We're not in the Old Testament. They're not going to throw rocks. They don't even know what prophecy is anyway. Okay. Sorry. All right. Get on straight, Miles. All right. So there's prophecies over people's lives. Ready? Here's a list. Over their lives, over their careers, over their families, over their children, over their businesses, over their ministries. I know, I flew through it. But listen, it's all those things. Just think of anything in someone's life. Prophecy can be pertinent to any of those things. Right? Because the Lord wants to touch people's lives in different ways. And you don't know the timing or the way that he wants to touch the person's life. You could give a word and someone could step into some business deal you don't even know. They could get a new job. And they'll go, oh, that person told me that thing the other day. 
Maybe I'll seeds. Seeds because it's God's heart towards them. Because if I can hear God's heart towards you and I, I just release what God's heart is towards you, that's all I'm trying to do. That's why it's important to dive into the Word and know God's thoughts. Because these are God's thoughts in the Bible. Your thoughts aren't God's thoughts. He said that, not me. <laughs> so over, over people's lives, careers, families, well, children's part of that, business and ministry. And I'm sure there's other things that I didn't even mention. Right? He cares about people's pets. No, I promise you he does. He cares about my dog that I don't have anymore. But he cared. He loved Onyx, right? So, you need to take God's prophecies over your life. Ready? So I'm applying it back to us and war over them. Because how will they come to pass if you don't push into it? Right? I always use that. Like, we're waiting for the bus to pick us up. Ain't no bus coming, baby. Just get after it. It may, it may fall. It may come sovereignly. But I'm telling you, the Lord is wanting us to contend and, and press into those things. So, God wants to use you for, to receive a fresh word of prophecy for the next God season in someone's life. So this is why it's super important even in the church, right? Because people, people are going through stuff. And, and I know there's people in this room that go through stuff you don't even tell us. But God wants to, you know, he may have someone in this room that has a key. This is why we're going to prophesy over each other at the end. Amen? All right. So I just encourage you to keep saying it. Keep decreeing the things that the Lord says and the prophetic words over your life. And then this other part here, listen, you need to, like, this is what I used to do. Daniel chapter 9, verse 2. I mean, this is, this is a magnitude of a thing, but Jeremiah spoke a word of captivity. Now Daniel's going after it. So 9.2 says this, I, Daniel, stood, un, excuse me, understood by the book of the numbers of years, specified by the word of the Lord through the prophet Jeremiah. Underline understood, underline specified by the word of the Lord, that he would accomplish 70 years in the desolation of Jerusalem. And then it says this, then I set my face towards the Lord God, to make request by prayer and supplication, fasting, fasting, with fasting, sackcloth, and ashes. That means repentance. Because sometimes things won't come to pass in your life until you repent. I'm just saying. Till we repent of the stuff that's kind of been blocking us out. Because repentance will block you from your destiny. Or the lack of repentance will block you from where you need to go. Amen? 
And so it says this, And then I prayed to the Lord God and made confession and said, Oh, great and awesome God who keeps his covenant and mercy with those who love him and with those who keep his commandments. So here's the deal. God, listen, he's got covenantal words over you. Listen, the whole book is a covenantal word over you. But this promises that you may have received through the prophetic word, that's a covenantal word. And it may not be in the scripture, scripture, but it's a covenantal word that will mark you to go to the next season. Amen? And God wants to use that so that you press in to the covenantal word, knowing that God wants to make it. He wants to have it come to pass. You don't understand. God wants these things to come to pass over your life more than you do. Do you understand that? Like God, I don't care if it's been 20 years. God wants the things that he has spoken over you to come to pass. And if you miss the season, guess what? We get to go around, go around the mountain quick, and then hopefully you got a good trajectory and get, you know, you're on a bungee cord or something. It sends you back quick. But I'm telling you, we don't want 40, 80. <laughs> Amen. God wants to bring it forth now. And so then the Lord just gave me, yeah, let's just go to that quick. Actually, it's in the pad, so I'll go there. But I prayed this on Wednesday night, and I felt like it was super pertinent for, tonight, for today. Revelation chapter 10, go there, because I, this is powerful, powerful, powerful. Because God's going to give you scrolls, and he's giving you scrolls for other people, right? And he wants you to devour the scrolls. Sometimes it's not easy to get out. It's the fear factor, right? You don't want to release it. It's just sitting there. But listen, there's a groan that God's releasing in the earth. And so it says in verse, uh, chapter 10, verse 1, it says, I saw still another mighty angel come down from heaven, clothed with a cloud, and a rainbow was on his head. That's a sanctified rainbow. His face was like the sun, and his feet like pillars of fire. And he had a little book open in his hand. And he said, his right foot on the sea and his left foot on the land. And he cried with a loud voice as when the lion roars. Come on, how many want lion-like angels to visit them? That would be good. It says, when he cried out, the seven thunders uttered their voices. And now the, now the seven thunders uttered their voices. I was about to write, but I heard the voice from heaven saying to me, Seal up these things which the seven thunders have uttered, and do not write them. And I, excuse me, the angel whom I saw standing on the sea and on the land raised up his hand from heaven and swore by those, by him who, who lives forever and ever, who created heaven and the things that are in it, and the things in the, excuse me, the earth and the things that are in it, and the sea and the things that are in it, that they should be delayed no longer. But in the days of the sounding of the seventh angel, when he is about to sound the mystery of God, would be finished, as he declared to his servant the prophets. Right, so I just wanted you to see, there's a proclamation as we hear the word of the Lord that the Lord speaks, right, 
can be angelic. It's funny. We always think we're hearing voices of God. But are we hearing the voice of God or are we hearing angels speaking God's declaration over us? Just a thought. You can, you can think about that. Then the voice which I heard from heaven spoke to me again and said, Go take the little book which is open in the hand of the angel who stands. So now it's like there's a little book again. So I went to the angel and said to him, give me the book. How many are going to say, give me the book? You want the book. And he said to me, take it and eat it. And it will make your stomach bitter. But it will be as sweet as honey in your mouth. And then I took the little book out of the angel's hand and ate it. Come on, that would be easy. Just take the word of the Lord and just begin to chew on it. And I took the book out of the angel's hand and ate it. And it was sweet as honey in my mouth. But when I had eaten it, it became, it, my stomach became bitter. And he said to me, you must prophesy again about many peoples, nations, tongues, and kings. Now this is all happening to John. Which, you know, we're, we're reading out of the book of Revelation. Just some low-level revelation. Not really. I'm just joking. You should have laughed on that, you guys. Now I know you're not listening. But the Lord wants us to, in any realm of where we're receiving words from God, eat it. Eat what he gives you. Eat the word of the Lord. Devour the word of the Lord. Take the word of the Lord and, and, and put it in your stomach and begin to let it digest inside of you. But the key is this, that he does not want to delay what he's speaking. And this is why we must contend for the things, I believe. And it's, listen, there's, there's striving and there's contending. And I believe that the Lord wants the church to contend. I believe the Lord is calling the church to contend in this hour for the things. Like the things that we saw today, would it be that we, we need to contend a little bit? Yeah, we received it in a service, but God will bring it back to memory to you tonight. Hopefully you wrote it down. Hopefully you don't go through a service and receive something and then just, oh, it's gone. And out the door and you're on to the next thing. Because this is what we constantly do in charismania. We go on to the next thing and the next thing and the next thing. And God wants you to take the words, write them down. I used to sit there with my journal and like place them on my head. Put it on my spirit. Just begin to pray in tongues. All these things must come to pass. I call them forth. All these things must come to pass. I call them forth. All these things must come to pass. I call them forth. And I feel like the Lord has been saying that to you for a long time. All these things must come to pass. I'm telling you, there's things that you have yet to step into, even 10, 12 years ago that you hadn't seen, that I know that the Lord is calling you to step into in this next season. Like, I feel like you're going to mother more children in Zion in, the, in this next season than you've ever seen before. I truly believe that. you haven't fulfilled things but there's so much more that I feel like God's about to dispense over you there's hidden promises and there's new promises 
And it's all covenantal. He promised them from the beginning of time for you. So the Spirit of God just wants us to dive deep. He wants you to deep dive into the things that he gives you, and he wants it to settle deep in your spirit. If I receive a prophetic word, that means you ate what happened today. You're eating the word of the Lord today. And you begin to just dwell on it. Here's this. When we meditate, actually the word is like a chewing of the cud. When we meditate on things, guess what? Meditation was Jesus' first. It was the Lord's first. It wasn't the new age first. Meditation was always for the kingdom. It was always for Yahweh. It was always in that realm. And so he wants us to chew. He wants us to digest the things of the spirit that he's already put in before you. He wants you to chew on them. And not to just say, oh, but when you chew on it, you digest it. It becomes a part of you. What happens when we don't eat of it is it's not a part of us. When you don't ingest it, it's not a part of you. It doesn't become a part of your DNA. And all of a sudden you begin responding because your DNA begins to respond to the things that you eat by the Spirit. Someone should be tracking with me on that. I'm telling you there's things that God is releasing for you by the Spirit. He might have done it today. If he doesn't do it today, he'll do it tomorrow. There are things that he wants to be live, alive, and well inside of your DNA. Guess what happens when that happens? You become delivered from everything that's trying to come against you. See, the Bible tells us that in, in Revelation chapter 12... It says, I heard a loud voice, verse 10, in heaven saying, Now salvation and strength and the kingdom of our God and the power of his Christ have come. Listen. That's all you need. All you need to do is stand in the proximity of all the power of Christ coming. And everything will happen for you. Ready? It's all, it has come. For the accuser of our brethren. You need to listen to this. Everyone in the room. Because we listen to accusation more than we listen to the prophetic word of God over us. And I'm not talking other people. I'm telling you, you think the devil's accusing you. It's your own mind that's accusing you of things. And you believe the lies of your mind. And some people have like these steel girds on their heads that I pray that the Lord will break off and smash so that we can hear the voice of God and we no longer align with the accuser who speaks to us. And the accuser here is probably not even, it's not even the devil. We think the devil's chasing us. The devil is not chasing you. Lucifer is not chasing you. He's got plenty of cohorts to take care of the rest. I, I'm telling you. We think the devil's, no, the devil's nothing. I got a silent room on that. The devil, nothing. It's demons. It's disembodied spirits, remember. Disembodied. They're looking for a place to land. Your head's a good place. I rebuke that in Jesus' name. But you understand what I'm saying. Your head becomes a good place because you make room. 
And I'm declaring right now, here, right now, that this is a, a church that has a sound mind, that walks with the, the covenantal mindset, that it's broken in Jesus' name, that every helmet that's not the helmet of salvation is trashed in Jesus' name. But it says, who accuses them before God day and night. And this is what I see. We see this all the time. People that day and night, it's not the cloud by day and night. It's, it's, it's a different spirit. That day and night, there's accusations coming against them, and they can't ward off. But it says here, it says right here, that they overcome. By what? The blood of the Lamb. By the blood of the Lamb. And by the word of their testimony. Listen, and the testimony, this is so important, because your testimony prophesies. Your testimony says it will happen again. If I was set free from drugs and I was, my whole lifestyle was shifted from one place, from one realm to another then I have within myself the ability to prophesy over anyone. To break that off. The question is, do you believe it? Are you biting into it? Are you taking the scroll that someone speaks over you when they testify and you begin to eat it? And they did not love their lives. Listen, so we, we need to know the power of the blood. How many are born again in the room? How many are born again in the room? Okay, there's one that's not. We'll take care of him later. Okay. But the Holy Spirit wants us to know the power of the blood of Jesus. To activate the power of the blood of Jesus. I don't care if you... Listen, deliverance would come to some people if they would take communion every day and meditate on the blood and the body. I'm convinced of this. That the power of the blood of Jesus breaks every stronghold, every bit of abuse, every bit of trauma, every sickness, every disease. It's broken. The problem is some people, not in this church, don't believe that. So you've been washed. When you've been washed by the blood, when you've been washed. It gives you a new mind. When you've been washed, all those old neurons that are moving in different directions that bring you back to bad thinking are broken and washed away in Jesus' name. <laughs> we call it right to the cellular level <laughs> in Jesus' name. Because God wants to do it. So knowing the power of the blood... Number two, the power of your testimony. And it's speaking. Listen, the power of the testimony is God, is the Lord come and he testifies his life to you. He repeats what he's done to you. He just comes and does it like that. 
when he came to me when I was 11 years old. Yeah, he came to me. It wasn't an angel. It was him. He just came into the room and shone with light like bright, like like the only thing that I could compare it to was just like Saul on the road to Damascus, except I didn't go blind. It was that bright. I couldn't see anything else except for his face. And I didn't know I needed to get saved. I just cried out to him. So how he revealed himself in that moment through a man. No, no, through a man. It wasn't Jesus. It was the man that was testifying, that was in prison, that was a murderer, that got delivered from drugs, that killed people for a living. And he's testifying, and I'm like, all of a sudden, Jesus appears. And this is the power of the testimony. This is what happens when you begin to share your story. Some of you might have been saved from birth. It's okay. You've got a power of God's keeping power over your life. That's a perfect testimony that says, I don't know any different. All I've known is God all my life. All I've known is the power of the Holy Spirit all my life. And I know that because I'm still walking with him. And he's real. I'm telling you, I'm telling you there's this defining moment when the testimony comes out of your mouth that enters into someone and begins to do it again in someone else's life. So your story, in a sense, is prophecy. Because it brings light and it encourages and it gives people hope and a future. Oh, come on. Someone needs to get saved here. (laughs) I feel it. (laughs) Someone online. Come on, somebody. And this last thing is really, really important. Number three, that we didn't love our lives even unto death. I love New England. But we had this thing. It's a heritage. It's called an independent spirit. It's actually... A good thing, but it's detrimental to the church. What am I saying? I'm saying you can be saved, and oh, it, believe me, I've been dealing with y'all for 30 years. There's a spirit that comes, and it's an independent spirit. Look at Massachusetts, the license plate. The spirit of America. <laughs> really? Mercy. But it's in Massachusetts where they came first, right? They landed. And they said, no king but Jesus. And that was good because they did it together. But somewhere along the line, we were those that were cutting the edge. We were like cutting, you know, we were always trying to cross the line in our thinking. Come on. You know it's true, everyone in here. How many are from New England originally in this room? Okay, I got you all. Right? Except for Seattle over here. But that's okay. Oh, California. See, those West Coast people. All right. Yeah, y'all, y'all. Anyway, we'll, we'll, leave, we'll leave California and West Coast alone right now. But listen to me. Listen to me. Ready? Scalpel coming out. 
We have to be set free from an independent spirit. The church will not function on the thing that we actually proclaim today unless we get set free from an independent spirit. What does that look like? Ready? I'll just make, I'll try and be good. Try and be. But here's what I, I feel like. Like we have our own mindset like, oh, this is the Lord and this is not the Lord. Like you judge something and we're supposed to judge what happens, but what happens is, listen, when the, we're, we're a group and we're going for something, just come into unity. No, 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 no. You're not getting it. When we're like going for something in the spirit and, and leaders can say things. I'm not even going to make it about leaders. Yeah, I'll make it about leaders. How's that? I will. I'll do it. I don't really. I rarely do this, but I'm going to do it. Because sometimes there's things that said or proclaimed, and then you get this New England thing. Everyone who's got their arms crossed just uncrossed them. But that's okay. You understand? I, I honestly, I do stuff, right? <laughs> sometimes I'm sitting in a meeting and my arms are crossed. I'm thinking, I look closed right now. And I'm not even meaning to be like that. But this is, this is what happens. So here, here's the deal. God wants you to hear by the Spirit. When God's doing something, we want to come into unity. Right? When we're doing things as a group. I'm not talking about the fast. Because that was just thrown out. But we want you all to fast with us. I'm just talking about things like when God wants to unify us in a, in a motion. Like to go someplace. There's always the bucking, you know. I just, I'm like that. Listen, I know it. Listen, it takes one to know one. I promise you. Because I have to ask the Lord to help me. Because I just like, no, you don't, I don't need to do that. Come on, somebody. I'll just go this way instead of going that way. I'll just go off trail instead of staying on trail. I don't know. I'm not talking about anything with you guys yesterday. I'm just, but you understand what I'm saying? Everyone's going in one direction, and you go, oh, I'm just going to drift this way. And I'm not talking about ultimate control. You understand what I'm saying? This can get weird, and this can go in weird places, Jason. I know, right? But the reality is we want, listen, I want free thinkers. But I don't want independent thinkers. Do you understand? I'm just talking as a leader. I don't want free, I want free thinkers. I want creativity. I want to go out of the box. But I want all the state in the box that we're going. Because you know I'm not going to like try and lasso us into some corral and just stay there. Because I'm not into that. And the Lord wants us to just stay in parameter and move as a, this is, oh, this is a good one. If you're moving as a military unit, guess what happens? They want to divide you, they want to split you, then they want to conquer. Right? So how does the enemy do that? He does that in subtle ways by causing us to, right, to, get, to drift off. You get out of formation, that's a no-no. You stay in formation. Right? Doesn't mean you're walking in one single line. Right? You should be flanking around the side. Come on, somebody. This is good. 
And the Lord wants us to step out of independent thinking to come into this unified thinking and this creative thinking. Because I'm telling you, when it's, when it's set loose in a, in a, in a, in a ministry and in a, in, a, in a corporation, it can be super effective. And it can flourish. But it's free thinking, not independent thinking. So, Father, put your hands up. We're under arrest. And if you can agree with me, Father, we just thank you that you're pouring out your spirit in New England. And we want to go where you want to go. And we want to go together. So I pray that the spirit, that the unity of spirit would just be on this place in a fresh way. I pray, Lord, for myself that you teach me to work with other leaders and other churches and other ministries in a way that's like... Free thinking, but flowing together. Free thinking, but flowing together. So we just cast off the independent spirit that causes us to be fragmented and broken. We cast it off right now. I release it to you, Lord, right now. In Jesus' name. Come on, that's good. Something just happened. But I just want to, I've been going a long time, so I'm just going to try and get you guys in order. Set, okay? I should just read that last scripture. That will help us. Listen, the Lord wants to use you. He wants to continue to build us up. I'm just going to end with the very last chapter of the book, okay? Revelation 22. Verse 18 says, I testify to everyone who hears the words of the prophecy of this book. And then he talks about anyone who adds anything. We don't, I don't want to really read the, the gloom and doom, but God will add to him plagues that are written in this book. If anyone takes away from this word, from the words of the book of this prophecy, God shall take away a part, his part from the book of life, from the holy city. And from the things which are written in the book. And then he says, he who testifies of these things says, surely I am coming quickly. So I just want to get back to the to purpose because Jesus is speaking those words. Testify. Testify, testimony is a declaration of the prophetic word over people's lives. And so, God, we thank you for the increase, the strength. And I thank you that the ox stable can get messy. And so we just ask that, Father, you help us to hone in, to be sharp. I just pray for sharpness in the last days here. I thank you. This was another point that I didn't really emphasize. But God wants prophetic ministry to be sharp, strong. It breaks yokes. It opens up people. So let it be, Lord. I declare it over these... Everyone in here, Father, right now, in Jesus' mighty, mighty name.